Some of you have asked how you can help us. While most of us would say, we want wine. <sighs> Italia Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs the moolah. You can donate through Patreon or GoFundMe by heading to italianwinepodcast.com. We would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Okay, so let's start tasting uh, yes. Rosso. Rosso. So do you want to tell me a little bit about this event? Um, this is There's a new event. It's called Rosso di... Red. Yeah. Red. I think that uh, is uh, something very important for the community, but also for the consumers, because uh, Rosso di Montalcino needs uh, to reach a different status for my for my opinion, in my opinion, because in the past it was always considered to be a declassified Brunello, but uh, Rosso di Montalcino has uh, its uh, strong personality, and I think that is a wine that is very interesting, because uh, you cannot drink Brunello every day, but uh, you can drink Rosso every day, and uh, uh, is a wine that has uh, um, not uh, big structure like uh, the Brunello di Montalcino, but it has uh, a very interesting personality, focus more on the drinkability, the possibility to man- match with food, with a wide range of dishes, and also it has... Uh, um, complexity, but together with great elegance. I'm really glad, actually, they're doing this event. Yes, sir. Because I think, personally, I know I'm not a wine expert. Personally, I love the Rosso di Montalcino because I think to approach um, uh, Brunello for especially the younger generation, it's too much. It's the it's too it's too big of a wine. And I think, you know, there has to be more Rosso di Montalcino out there because unfortunately also you produce less Montalcino because everybody wants to produce uh, Brunello. And I think it's a very good thing that you guys are doing because I really love Rosso di Montalcino, to be quite honest. And it's it's undervalued. And to get the younger generation to drink Montalcino, I think you have to go out there and promote Rosso. So I'm pretty excited about this new initiative. Yes, I think that if you want to have uh, uh, in the future the young generation to drink also Brunello, is important that they start from the Rosso so they understand the, the personality of the Sangiovese because I think that uh, uh, is a, a grape variety that uh, doesn't have the roundness that Corvina has, for example. It has uh, uh, the personality of the Sangiovese with tannins, etc. 
And uh, rosso is a very, very interesting style. Yeah, and it, and it's a fruity, but it's not a fruit bomb. You know, it's no. it's still yes. it's it's still very sophisticated. I think this wine, and I I love rosso. How much is this wine in retail? Do you know? Have you how got, much? How much does this wine cost in retail? Do in you know? retail, I think that in Italy is around uh, twenty. In the United States, uh, is around the 30, 30, because of the third, the three-tier system is, must be 30, 35. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next wine. So, so this is the current vintage, Yes, right? the current vintage, yes. By the way, how much, uh, how many bottles are you producing of the Rosso? Uh, we produce uh, 25,000 bottles of Rosso and uh, a little bit more. Uh, Brunello, we produce uh, 30,000 bottles. The Brunello, the different uh, vineyard. So here you have, uh, of course, uh, more expression of the complexity that the Sangiovese has. It's, uh, the aromatic expression is very, um, very well balanced with the tannin of the oak and uh, more concentration both in the nose, in the color and uh, in the structure of the wine. More body, more acidity and uh, you can immediately understand that there is uh, also great uh, possibility of, for the wine to age. America is a very important market for you, right? It's the most mm -hmm. important market. So the fact of the matter is, I'm sure you know this, but the grand majority of consumers in America drink their wines within 24 hours I, after their purchase. Yes, I know. You know, so I really think this is why uh, Rosso is kind of the winner. Yes. Because you can just buy yes. it and then drink it from the shop, you know. Brunello is a wine for collectors, is a wine for... Uh, wine list in the top restaurants. Uh, this is the different targets. So me. what would you, like, in terms of, you know, you know, personally, I don't really believe in, I'm not crazy about food and wine pairing. Like, I feel like you eat whatever and you drink whatever. But if, what, what are your recommendations in terms of food and wine pairing with these two different types of wines? I like, um, if you are vegetarian, I like, for example, with mushrooms. Mm -hmm. uh, Brunello. Yes. Mushrooms like uh, um, porcini or mm, the chantarelle. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of dish that I think... Uh, what about if you were vegetarian, what about with the rosso? But the rosso is very good with pasta, pasta made... Yeah, anything with yes. like red sauce, right? Even, maybe even like... I don't know. I think it's light enough. You can have some fish, yeah, like Are tuna. Maybe tuna, yes, yeah. can be, yes. Anyways, listen, so I want to talk to you a little bit about sustainability because, like, Ricardo told me that you're, you know, you're really a sustainable, you know, person. Um, yeah. <laughs> you are not, I'm not sure if you are sustainable, but you are an, a, an advocate for sustainability. Now, I'm actually kind of tired of people talking about sustainability. Everyone is talking about sustainability. So what I want to know from you, Marie-Lisa, 
What do you mean by sustainability? Circumscribed to your wine and your winemaking and vineyard management. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. You know, Stevie, I don't agree with you because yeah, I think you, that... Uh, yeah. You never sustainability is a philosophy and is a concept that we all have to embrace. And sustainability for me means respect of the nature and respect of the people that work in the vineyard. And when you have these two concepts together, sustainability becomes the mission of the, of the company. And so I think that we all have to go in that direction. And the sustainability is a wide, very uh, wide concept. Uh, organic is uh, not to use chemical products uh, in the vineyard and to use, uh, uh, not to use uh, sulfite in the vinification process or use very little, but sustainability is a concept that for me is very, very important. And uh, I'm very happy that uh, I started with this uh, um, this thing in Valpolicella, in Bulgari, in Montalcino. We already have uh, the certification in the three companies. And what uh, kind of certification? We have, have the Equalitas. Okay, what does that mean? What does Equalitas, uh, for, for people who are unfamiliar? Mis means that uh, you have to follow a specific process, uh, but uh, also that uh, you have to respect uh, the people that work for you, which is, uh, for me, is the most important thing. Mm -hmm because uh, they have to live in a company where they feel comfortable and where they feel uh, that they are respected and they are happy. This is, uh, I think, uh, for my approach uh, as a, an entrepreneur, the, the most important thing. Listen, let's drink your Puder Novi. Puder Novi. Which is your single Why don't vineyard? you compare the two wines? Oh, I threw away I give there. you another glass. Thank you. So the color is a mm, little bit darker, but uh, not but that pretty much. pretty similar. Yes. Are they the same vintage? Yes. They are the same vintage? Yes. Okay. But you know, uh, what uh, we do uh, with the different wine is not only that uh, uh, we select from different vineyards, but also we use uh, different uh, vinification process. So Brunello is vinified in concrete. Another important thing that uh, San Polo Winery have is the, that we have the concrete uh, uh, tank mm -hmm. and uh, we, it was the previous owner. So we were one of the very first wineries that have a concrete uh, tank uh, here. Yes. So it's fermented in concrete. The other one is fermented in oak. But this is much more rounder. Y yes, uh, but uh, this has uh, uh, more intensity. It's more the everything. Puder the Puder Novi has more intensity. 
tomorrow. Were you and once like I can't remember? Was it last year, or the year before? You had like some wine, which was hundred points. It was Vigna Vecchia. Ah, Vigna Vecchia. My wine. Your US, wine. Yeah, you your see. Wine. Vigna Vecchia, 2015. It was my first hundred uh, points. points. I couldn't sleep the night that I knew that uh, <laughs> I received the news. Because, you know, 100 points is something. It means your wine is perfect. Yes. What does that mean, though? I mean, seriously. Did, let me ask you, you know, I don't know if you're going to say it, but getting 100 points, did it make any difference in terms of sales? Or it, it's mostly prestige? No, it changed uh, a lot of the perception of the winery in terms of the appreciation by the consumers mm. and uh, the 100 points uh, bring to a winery the collectors mm -hmm. because this uh, kind of this target of consumers uh, are they look uh, for this uh, type of uh, accolade you know i was walking around with ricardo and then i saw some amphoras so this is kind of your new project now, because you don't have currently now a release of amphora wines. No. So do you want to tell us? A, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this new project? Yes. You know. Uh, you know that I am curious. You know that uh, I always want to uh, experiment, and uh, Ricardo was in the same uh, had the same approach. So when uh, he proposed me to vinify the Sangiovese in Amphora, I immediately say yes. And um, I think that uh, the result is very promising, mm -hmm. is very um, exciting because uh, Sangiovese, without uh, the tanning of the oak, but uh, with the respect of the fruit that you can have with the Amphora, is... Uh, is different taste and different uh, flavor. Will we be able to taste at some point? When is the first release? Uh, we will release very soon in uh, September. And which? what is the vintage that you'll be releasing? It's uh, 2020. Oh, okay. So you'll be releasing it soon. And far, so look out for that. Before we close, Marilisa, I've known you for a really... Fifteen I've, years? No, no. What are you talking about? No, when we did the NASDAQ, that was kind of the first year. It was 2011. Okay, so I've known you for 11, 12 years, Max. Okay. 11 years. Let's say 11 years. No, no, more than this. Yeah, I think 12 years, right? No, more. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it's been a very long time. Also because it's been very intense. So I've known you for a long time and... I've seen you uh, become even more successful, you know, commercially. But I feel like now, like you, first of all, you have a grandson. I think, first of all, you're completely a different woman <laughs> since you, you, you have a grandson. Completely a different woman. I'm sorry. Like, I, in a nice I way. Agree. In I a agree. nice way. Um, so I guess my question is, what would you like to leave behind? Like, what would you like your legacy to be? Because I think we get to a certain point in life and we say, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with what we've done. Of course, up and downs, disappointments and successes. But what would you like to leave behind? 
not just for your children, because I think I know more or less what you like to leave them, but just in general, what would you like your legacy to be? You know, uh, I my dream is to give to my, not just to my children, but also for the people that work for me, uh, what my father gave to me, which was an example. I always admire his uh, seriousness uh, in the business and admire his uh, devotion to the work. And so this was, uh, for me, a kind of thing that uh, I love from my dad, not just that I inherited a beautiful property. And so what I want to give to my daughter is this. I would like to be, if possible, an example for them. And then, of course, they, they will find their own way. Okay. And with that, I, this, it's a wrap. Il Cinesi. Okay. <laughs> Cheers with that. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> ciao, ragazzi. Oh, ciao. ciao a tutti. Ciao. Thank you for joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!